0: Hey gang, welcome to the Inside Wag Nutrition Podcast. This week on the podcast, we have Pam Fox. Pam is one of the newer coaches here at Working Against Gravity, and we take the time to sit down and get to know her a little bit better. So sit back and enjoy the show. So I didn't miss you. <laughs> you look your face. It's a good thing. It's fun. It's fun, I swear. Yeah.
1: Yeah. At the end of it, you'd be like, I don't regret it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah.
0: That's, that's that's what that's we aim for yeah you know? so okay yeah so uh so pam welcome an official welcome to the inside wag nutrition podcast thank you for coming on
2: thank you for having me
0: yeah 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 <laughs> chris do you want to chris do you want to kick it off man I do, yeah. So Pam is one of the newer coaches
1: uh, coaches on the WAG roster, and uh, as you know, we've been going through a series of interviewing our coaches on the WAG staff to give them a chance to shine and get to know their personality a little more, what their expertise was, and what their journey was uh, before finding WAG, becoming a client, and then making the decision to become a coach, and using that experience and knowledge and everything that they obtained through that journey and process to help Hundreds of people around the world. So, uh, welcome, Pam. We appreciate you being here. Um, The first thing we'd like to find out uh, generally is where do you hail from and who do you live with? Who do you share your life with?
2: I live in a very small town, Moxville, North Carolina. Uh, We have a huge population of about 5,000 people. Wow. (laughs) And uh, my husband. Very big. Yeah. I live um, with my husband. I've been with him for, wow, I've been with him for. Let me do some math. 30 years. I've uh, been married 28 years. Wow. And That's we have awesome all four-legged <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we have all four-legged babies. So um, <laughs> we've got, uh, let's see. We have Roxy, Jules, carabeth Beth. Uh, then we have, they're, they're small dogs. And then I have two bigger dogs that were foster failures. Uh, Patty and my only male dog, Wesley, who's also known as, uh, better known as uh, a hole.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is there, typical is there, is there a story there's, there's got to be a story behind that
2: uh well i i used to foster dogs and okay. so i became known as the person who could deal with the most difficult dogs mm. uh i was wesley's last chance um because wesley's a great dog he's living his best life <laughs> But he's not a secure dog, so he likes to bite people. Ah, um okay. so he had gone through four fosters before me and I was his last chance. And so I you know, I just hung with him and he doesn't bite me or my husband, uh, but he will bite you if you come on our property.
0: Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so when they, how yeah, big is they,
2: he? Oh, he's like a uh, thirty, four uh yeah, bite thirty five pounds. Okay. So he's, All right. a little
1: he, terror. Yeah. He's a little
2: terror. The Amazon drivers know it. They wait till he get him in the house before they get out. The last person he bit was my niece's husband. So, Ooh. <laughs> at wow. least we kept it. Does in everybody place. have to Please sign a waiver
1: it. when they step onto <laughs> your property? <Yeah. laughs>
2: that they, they, they know, they know. Uh, okay. We just know, we just yeah. know to put him up. But he really is a great dog. Um, other than yeah. that,
1: <laughs> just he just yeah. he... Got to get that Beware of Wesley sign up Beware on the front.
0: <laughs> yeah. he, he's just very particular. He, he likes you, and that's about it. Nothing wrong with that. He very that.
2: much likes me. Yeah. He's very attached to me.
0: Sure. So. Yeah. He's like, you but save really, me. I will protect
1: you. <laughs>
2: he really is a great dog, other than that. Uh, we live on 30 acres of land, and Wesley loves being outside. He loves chasing the buzzards and the squirrels and rolling in the grass. and Awesome. Uh, like I said, he, he came from the streets of Texas, and he's now living his best life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> 30 acres. What a dream.
2: Wow. 30 acres. That's yeah, right. that's
0: incredible. Well, and
1: speaking of which I know in previous conversations with you, um, Pam, I believe that your current home is your dream home. You've you've told us. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. Like this it's is very Yeah. Can
2: yeah. you tell us more it's about very, that? It's very interesting how things that you think about uh actually come true. So I lived in Statesville, North Carolina, which is about 20 miles from where I live now. And uh, I remember going through Moxville when I was in my 20s and thought, wow, this is just a really cool little quaint town. Um, I could see myself living here one day. So, you know, fast forward, I left Statesville for about 10 years, lived in Atlanta, Georgia, met my husband there, moved back to Statesville. Uh, after that time. And we were looking for land. I've always wanted land. I've always wanted a black lab. And I said I would never get one until I had land that they could run. I still don't have a black lab, but anyway, Um, (laughs) I I always wanted land with a pond. And so I was, I used to work in corporate America. I was on my way to a job site and stopped at a grocery store Never going to a grocery store. I I mean, not a grocery store, a convenience store to get gas. Never going to a convenience store, but for some reason went in that day. Saw some land on one of the realtor pamphlets called, and it happened to be in Moxville. happened to have a pond, and my husband and I um, ended up getting that. It had a small little house on it. Yeah, I know it's bizarre, it so bizarre. <laughs> it ended up having a small house, like 800 square feet, and we lived there And while we built a house on the upper part of the property. Uh, 800 square mm. feet, it's really small, but yeah. uh, it, was, it was worth it. So, yeah, it's just really kind of funny because, I don't know, 25 years later, I end up living in the town that I thought would be really cool when I was in my 20s and with the land, the dream home, the whole nine yards. So yeah. I'm not planning on leaving till I die. They're gonna have. Wow.
1: <laughs> Don't blame you. That sounds like pretty, a great setup. Yeah. <laughs> it's
2: pretty sweet. I mean, you know, we're on Wag calls, and you'll constantly see me outside on my porches. I mean, it's my favorite place to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first thing in the morning, drinking a cup of coffee, go sit on the porch, oh. listening to the nature. I mean, it's just it's great.
0: That's awesome. Well, I uh, I also scares. like I also <laughs> like how you said porches, plural. Like yes. I have. I have. I have
2: a. Yeah. I
0: have a porch, but porch is sounds very <laughs> nice.
2: <laughs> yeah, I have, we have a great back porch that overlooks the pond, uh, and then we have a great front porch that overlooks um, some of the wooded area. Most of our property is wooded, and then we have some some of the properties agriculture, so we lease that land. Oh. But I've been I've been forced to the front porch of late because we've got a bunch of baby birds on the back porch. Oh. Okay. So.
0: That's a good I reason. Good reason to go to the front porch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, guess, I guess you gotta keep Wesley away from him too. So he he should probably stay off the back porch too.
2: Wesley, yeah, Wesley <laughs> is wherever I am. So uh, gotcha. if I'm on the front porch, he's on the front
0: porch. Cool. Cool, cool. Um so yeah, let's let's uh let's dig a little bit into your uh like nutrition journey and uh getting acquainted with WAG. H- how did you get into nutrition? And then how did you kind of find your way over to working against gravity in the first place?
2: Wow. Um, my background is corporate America, mainly manufacturing, uh, and mainly in the paper industry. So, um, I pretty much stayed in inner packaging, which is all that trash you throw away when you buy electronics furniture. Uh, we made, I was with a company that made boxes for a while. But while I was with the InterPAC division uh, back in 2011, one of my coworkers, who was a fireman, uh, had started CrossFit because there's a competition for firemen every year. And um, he would go and just couldn't improve. And somebody said, Oh, you need to try this CrossFit thing. And in 2011 in North Carolina, there weren't a lot of CrossFits. Um, So he was actually traveling about 30 minutes to get to the CrossFit box. And he did very well in his competition that year and he ended up opening a CrossFit, which was about, I mean, I could literally walk there from the plant that I worked in. So he um, asked me to come. He didn't have any members and he said, I'm opening up this gym. Will you, you know, just come and try it out for a week. I, the only thing I had ever really done was cardio in my life. Um, I come from the generation jane fonda generation don't even look at a weight because you will get bulky eat like a bird to lose weight i mean that's the generation i come from so i had yeah uh, i picked up a couple dumbbells but not very many um so we went to his free class me and another co-worker went to his free class during lunch that day and i'm not kidding had he not been a coworker of mine and I didn't want to look at him to say, I quit. I probably wouldn't have continued because <laughs> was, I was so sore. And, you know, we didn't do anything, but with a PVC pipe, like the first four days, but the last day, um, we picked up a barbell and I deadlifted. Um, and I was like, Oh, I like this. I like this a lot.
0: Oh. So I just
2: kept going back sure. and back in 2011, um, the rave was paleo and that's pretty much all the CrossFit boxes talked about was paleo. I gained a lot of weight on paleo because I ate a lot of nuts on paleo. (laughs) Um, And so (laughs) I started researching CrossFit and found these old um, trainings by Nicole Carroll on the zone. And so literally it ended up even bought a year subscription to the CrossFit Journal.
0: Oh, awesome. So that I could
2: learn all about the zone. Yeah. So I switched my nutrition to the zone and like a lot of crossfitters who get in trouble in the beginning i was training too much i was trying to learn all the you know gymnastics weightlifting and all of that yeah and really wasn't eating enough really wasn't eating enough and kept getting injured so uh mm-hmm. stopped training for a while but that but it 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 sparked my interest in nutrition that's what it did the whole you know watching those videos in the zone i started reading every nutrition book i could get yeah Um, interesting enough, a couple years later, I left corporate America and, uh, opened up a CrossFit box with a partner and that time it was like, it was like 2013 and somehow don't ask me how, but somehow or another I found precision nutrition and in 2013 precision nutrition wasn't around um, got my certification there because we had a lot of people who were looking to lose weight at the gym, mm-hmm. looking for nutrition. So got that certification. Went on to get my level two. Wow, um, cool! Good that, for which you. Which was a year's, which which was a year's commitment. Um, and I on we owned that box for uh five years until we sold it. Cool. And so.
0: What was the name? Can I ask you the name?
2: Interest. Uh, CrossFit Cyclone.
0: Cyclone. Cyclone.
2: Cyclone, cool. Cyclone. Is it? Is it
0: still? Is, yeah. I know you. Don't, I know you don't own it anymore, but is it still CrossFit Cyclone?
2: No, it's now CrossFit Fort Dobbs. Okay, gotcha. Um uh, cool. One of the personal trainers that worked there. It, it, it's it's kind of a long story, but my husband and I took care of his folks. Uh, I took care, helped take care of my dad, mm-hmm. um, and it was it was just a really long grueling emotionally draining time mm-hmm. and my father-in-law passed and then my dad passed my dad had Parkinson's and some other diseases it wasn't an easy death um, so I was honestly I just didn't have anything left emotionally and you know running a gym it's it, it very emotional I mean you know I mean people are pouring themselves out to you all the time oh yeah and you really do have to be careful about, you know, your own mental well-being and your own mental health. And with everything else, with my in-laws and my dad, I, I really just didn't have anything left. And so I had a personal trainer who was working there at the gym who asked if she could buy it. And so my partner wow. and I sold. Um, which is also what led me to WAG. Um, I knew about WAG back in 2013 because I had the same trainer as a D. And so I knew about WAG and I had followed it all of, not 2013, yeah, 2013. I had followed it, uh, for about five years and I had quit working out on this CrossFit box, quit working out, felt like a imposter, uh, gained a lot of weight. I was going through menopause, gained a lot of weight and, uh, wasn't in a good place. And I thought, you know what? I need to come up with a goal. I need to have a goal so that I can get my life back in order. So I, we still own the box at this time, but I actually went and found a gym that I could work out with, work out at. I didn't tell them who I was. I didn't tell them that I owned a CrossFit. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to be treated like any other member there. And then I thought, well, let me see if I can, you know, let me have the goal of doing well in the Open in 2018. I'd never trained for the Open. I just did it, wasn't, you know. yeah. But I thought, let me just have a goal and maybe that'll really get me, you know, on a path, um, pulled some calculators off the website, off of a website, uh, for macros and wasn't wag. It was just, you know, sure. if you meet your macros, one of those Yeah. and came up with my own macros and actually was doing pretty well. But then around November, I thought, you know what, if I really want to see what my potential is, then I need to do nutrition. And so wag was the very first place that I went. Uh, And I signed up with WAG in December of 2017. So at that point I had been training for about six months. And then I had about three months uh, of nutrition and quickly realized that what I had, what I had been doing was totally not what I should have been doing. Uh, I was under eating a lot. Uh, Brittany was great to work with. She moved me up slowly, uh, educated me. And I, I just, absolutely fell in love with WAG because it was everything different than what I had been taught. Because even though I had the precision nutrition, you know, it's hard to get rid of everything that you believed. And so WAG opened up my, really opened up my mind to a different way of doing things. And, um, the interesting thing about that is that the week before the open started, my dad died Mm. and the, We buried him on Thursday and my very first open workout was Friday. Wow. So I don't even remember doing that workout. Honestly, sure. I redid it on Monday. I still don't remember doing it, but uh, I ended up doing really well. I qualified for the online opener online qualifier, which I was Oh wow. expecting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, when WAG certification came out, I think later that year, I immediately jumped on it because I knew that I wanted to learn everything about, Cool. Uh, And really started, you know, for my own, you know, people that I was working with, I started using more of the WAG methodology. um, Got an opportunity to come on as a sub coach and then a coach. That was a really long story.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was great. What I really enjoy about it, and I want to say, I think from aside from the registered dietitians Mm -hmm. that we have on staff, the three that we have on staff, I want to say that you're the first coach to mention having obtained nutrition certification before having an interest in becoming a a coach for WAG, because obviously that's part of Mm -hmm. what we do. We all go get our precision nutrition level one, we go through the WAG certification and its methodology and then the continued education that comes with that. But I, I, I find that fascinating that you went not only got your PN level one, but your level two And had already committed to that path prior to deciding that you even wanted to work for, you know, for WAG or be a nutrition coach after you learned of our methodology and then wanted to go pursue that accreditation.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah, the precision nutrition was great because it taught me the science. Initially, it taught me the science. And it did, you know, teach a lot of behavioral. Um, But the WAG certification to me was, it was just, it was even better than the precision nutrition, honestly, because, you know, in the WAG certification, you get actual case studies, you get actual clients, past clients that, you know, you get to come up with their macros and you get to do their check-ins and, um, and you get feedback on that. And, um, Mm. so yeah, it was, it was priceless to me.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. I I think that one of the biggest things that, that set, set the certification apart, especially in the, in the early days was the, um, you know, the mentorship, like you said, you had someone looking over your stuff and saying, Pam, this looks really good. Um, here's what, here's what I think would have maybe been better, you know, or here you, you did this exactly right. I would have done the same thing. Um, they, I, I mean, if I'm speaking like totally honestly, I, I wish we still did that. Um, we don't currently do that. Um, But I hope that we do that again, because I think that that is such a unique thing. And it sounds like that was a big part of it for you was getting the interaction, getting the or having the ability to email someone and say, hey, I don't know about this. Can you take a look? And within 24 hours, you get a response like, you know, no one else is doing that. So it's cool to hear that. It's, It's cool to hear that.
2: Yeah, it was a big deal because um, you know there's a lot of Facebook groups in these certifications, and mm-hmm. so if you have a question, you can ask a you can ask a question. The of problem course. is is that you get back, you know, you get back <laughs> tons of tons of suggestions and answers, and you still don't really know, you know, where yeah. to go. Right. Whereas uh, with that certification, I could ask a question, and yes, here is the you know here is here's the direction that I think you should go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it made a big difference. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I think that's incredibly valuable feedback. And that makes me want to touch on something you mentioned in your story about how, when you found WAG and you started working with Brittany, you had gone and like done your own macro calculations had kind of like got the ball rolling on that, that process. And similar to what clients go through, obviously, and all of us being former clients or current clients of WAG, um, coaches need coaches too. Um, is this preconceived notion of what nutrition is, with the rights or wrongs, the do's, the don'ts, right of all this stuff um, that we come into this program with, and a lot of coaching is almost like a an offering of a deprogramming to just be like maybe forget what you know and be open to what you don't know, or maybe what you haven't tried. And one of the questions I have for you is, what what is one of the biggest misconceptions that you had prior to working with Brittany or what was like the veil being lifted on your perspective of nutrition that you found to be the most valuable thing in diverting you down a different path?
2: I, um, I treated Brittany like I did my fitness coach. When I decided I was going to do this, I thought, you know what, I'm gonna walk in, like I don't know anything and I'm going to listen to them. I'm paying them and I'm going to listen to them. Uh, I did Brittany the same way. Um, so she really did start my macros out pretty close, not that far from what I was doing. Um, and I was eating 1400 calories a day and thinking that was, you know, wow, that was a lot, but I was also training a lot. Um, I remember the first time that she moved my carbs and she moved them quite a bit. And I had this instant fear because I did the quick, quick calculation in my head. Oh my God. You know, I've. I've gone through this period of time where I've lost this weight. I'm going to gain all this weight back. Sure. This is so she upped your carbs then? You upped my carbs and up my calories. Yeah, my, yeah. And but I didn't yeah. say anything. So scary. I didn't question. <laughs> it, it was really scary. I didn't say anything. Yeah. I just said, you know, I just kept telling myself, I, I'm paying for this. I'm I'm going to trust them. I'm just going to do what do what she tells me to do. And I still to this day remember I was doing a workout. Um, I don't know. It was like maybe like a week or a couple weeks after that. I was doing a workout, and I'm not kidding, guys. I was killing it. I was freaking killing it. <laughs>
1: <was just> like, <laughs> Hell yeah, you were.
2: Well, I was like, oh my god, where is this coming from? Awesome. I was so excited because one of the guys like threw it down. Says, well, you know, you got to beat this many rounds. But that's what I got. And I'm leading right now. Well, I kicked his butt, <laughs> and I still remember thinking, oh, I, still, I still remember thinking, oh my god, this is like the coolest thing ever, and. The interesting thing is that I mean in like in my heyday when I was doing a lot of training, I, mean, I went from fourteen hundred calories a day to well, like almost twenty-five, twenty six hundred calories a day. Yeah. Was, you know, it was a lot. Yeah. I was eating a ton of carbs and so
1: tremendous.
2: Tremendous. <laughs> and yeah. but it really did start with just that, you know what? i put my trust here, I'm paying for this service, I'm just gonna do what I'm told to do. And honestly, after that workout, I'm like, "Hey, you can give me whatever you want to. I'm, <laughs> I'm good, and I'm golden." Yeah,
0: sold. <laughs> I'm on board. Yeah.
2: Sold. I'm. Well, and then I also got a, just a really big change in my body composition. I mean, you have, you know, I'm an older athlete. I, you know, postmenopausal. I never expected my body to look the way it looks, and so, you know, it's just like, how can you argue with any of that?
0: sure
1: yeah mm-hmm. granted we've never met you in person but seeing your photos on instagram i'm just like pam is jacked like <laughs> you were you fit like it's impressive and like that's that's what i look forward to you know what i mean in 10 years from now 20 years from now like that's that's the goal that's what i aspire to maintain um in my own life so yeah that's an inspiration to me so i look up to you i love that
2: well <laughs> and the, the interesting thing is that you know i weigh the same thing that i did uh, before I just my but my body composition was totally different. It was a whole lot more fat than it is muscle. Um, mm. but
1: did everyone hear guys. that? <laughs> Listen to that again. Repeat. I yeah. weighed the same, but I felt I and looked different. Yeah. What a gift. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I weigh the same as I did. Um, you know, before I lost all of my body fat.
1: That's amazing. That's I mean-
2: It's my. It's I don't know. Maybe. Maybe jumping the gun. It's actually my hope for all of my, especially my female athletes, is, you know, to let go of that number on the scale and really lean into what you look like, how you're performing in the gym and outside the gym. Uh, you know, what is your energy level? How are you sleeping? Lean into that stuff so much more than that number on the scale, because it really doesn't mean a whole lot in the big picture.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I know that's, we're not, I, mean... I know
2: that that's not how we're taught, but
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, we have one to. Big as, I've had. Yeah, and as as coaches it's up to us to to share that lesson with people you know um i, I we deal with it i mean i don't need to tell either one of you every day i have that conversation with people every single day and i know that y'all do too um it's the most talked and, about thing and yeah. so it is you hear, and
2: you know for me right now go ahead
0: Oh, I was just going to say, when you hear a go story ahead, like that, <laughs> when you hear a story <laughs> like that, it's like, it's just reinforcing, you know? And I I have a client right now, a, a guy who he's been with me for two years. And I said, this, like, he checked in yesterday morning. I said, go back and look at your photos, you know, two years ago. He's the exact same weight, but man, does he look different? It's, in, it's insane. And he was like, wow. He's like, mine is like that's nuts. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you know, but he did the same thing that you did, Pam. And we worked together. We figured out the different phases and different things to do. And he's done an incredible job. And here we are two years later, he's still kicking ass. uh, And he weighs, he might weigh a pound less than what he did two years ago, but he looks incredibly different. So yeah, you, you got it right. That's a, I, I love that. That's a really powerful thing to say. And I hope everyone heard that. Like Chris said, he said, Did you hear that? (laughs) Listen to it again. (laughs) Remember that. So, well, um, you know,
2: the other thing, I mean, I've spent the past several months doing a, you know, a muscle gain and I'm ready to cut mm -hmm. um, because I just feel better at a lighter weight, honestly. Um, And, you know, it's Mm -hmm. not that you don't have a number that, you know, you think you might want to get to, but it's like I told Brittany, this is the number when I felt really good, but I don't know that that's the number today. You know, I'll know when I right. get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I just don't know, but I'll let you know when I get there. Cause I can, I'll be able to tell in the way I feel and, you know, once again, energy and performance and all that other good stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: I think that's fantastic. What you just said. I'll know when I get there. Mm-hmm. Like if that's like <laughs> when you, uh, the perspective of like having a goal or setting a goal, like it, it might just be a matter of being curious and seeing what your actually, your potential is, you know, and not necessarily having like a number or a this or that, or some measurable thing, but just like, you may not be able to measure it until you actually get there. And then you're like, Oh, this, this right here, this is where I feel like in my prime. <laughs> and it's at least right now, because a year from now it could be different. And I think that's so crucial. I'm going to make a note of that. (laughs) We lost your audio there, Josh. I think you fiddled your mic.
0: Hey, I was on mute. Yeah, you were. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) Another rookie mistake over here. Unbelievable. This is my first podcast, gang, just so you know. Um so yeah you touched
2: definitely my first yeah it is
0: and you're doing you're doing great don't worry we don't gotta worry about you gotta worry about me over here unbelievable (laughs) um yeah you touched on a lot of good a a lot of good points and like heavy topics you know because we always like to ask our um our uh guests that, that are coaches you know some of your uh, tried and true tips and things that you have helped your clients overcome on a continual basis. Um, and I mean, you 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 listed off a few of those, which, which were fantastic. Uh, my question or follow-up question to you now would be, what's one of your proudest moments as a coach uh, or maybe accomplishments as a coach? Can you, is anything like come to mind? Maybe a few, who knows?
2: I mean, in general, I, my proudest accomplishments are when I can get someone to get off the scale, mm. off of a number and really lean in to, um, you know, other aspects of their life that mean so much more. Gotcha. Um, because as I said earlier, the number on the scale just doesn't mean that much. So, yeah, I mean, I love working with clients. I, I you know, I think one thing that we don't, give enough credit to is that we all come into adulthood with a bunch of baggage as kids. Um, so whether that's um, you know, you watched your a family member, mom or dad with some type of eating disorder or negatively talking about their body weight all the time or being ridiculed if you were overweight or, or any number of things. I mean, right. you know, but we, we do carry that into adulthood. And I think a lot of people don't actually think of those things when they're looking at changing their nutrition and their behavior. And so some of my proudest moments is when I've actually been able to dig a little bit deeper with clients and figure out where some of those thoughts are coming from that actually ends up being reactions, Mm. you know, which could lead to overeating or, you know, feeling guilty because they had an Oreo or, you know, whatever that is. But, Um, really I guess peeling back the onion to figure out you know what triggers they have and where they come from because then they get those aha moments that are like oh my gosh I never even thought about that you know and my life is different now my life is different now I get to make the choices uh I'm in control um so you know I mean I've I've I worked with one lady who, you know, didn't, I mean, they were poor growing up and they didn't have food. And so, you know, she just has a tendency to, you know, overeat, uh, anytime whether she's hungry or not. She just, cause she's, you know, this is scarcity of not having enough food. Yeah. Um, so being able to, you know, really dig deep into, um, address those issues and, and, you know, but you know, you're, you're safe and you're secure now and you have a job and, you know, food is not a scarcity and, and, you know, so it's, and then to get back those comments that, oh my God, you know, you're right. And, and you can just breathe and calm down and, and look at it a totally different way. So those are definitely my, you know, proudest moments sure. when I can awesome. um, get clients to really look at those types of things.
1: I love that. Yeah. Yeah the, the control aspect, right. Being able to like put your hand on the steering wheel and divert this where you want it to go. Like that's, that's always the choice that we have. Um, no matter the individual limitations that we face, there are opportunities where you can, you can do something, you know, and empowering people to realize what those are and working with them within those limitations is how we break free of those cycles and it shifts perspective. So yeah, people are lucky to have you (laughs) as their coach for sure with that wisdom. (laughs) Um, one thing we also like to uh, find out about our uh, fellow coaches here, Pam, is obviously we know a bit about you just in conversations and this new, this conversation, we're finding out even more about you. But what's something that most people may not know about you? What's something you maybe keep close to the belt?
2: Close to the, you know, I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I knew that. I knew that question was coming up. But I really don't. <laughs> I, was even to my, I was even talking to my husband about that. We were kind of laughing because i really No, <laughs> I don't really have anything hmm. uh, other than maybe something funny. I'm very directly challenged. Like I can, <laughs> I can go in a bathroom and not figure out where I was. Do <laughs> I turn left? <laughs> I turn right, you know? <laughs> I get, I get lost. Directionally challenged. Deep. I am very directly challenged. <laughs> Uh yeah, you know, I'll go on trips Maybe with, your with uh,
1: inner GPS.
2: <laughs> yeah, i go on trips with my friends. My sister, they'll just like go in a corner somewhere and watch, Yeah, you know, let's just make fun of her when she comes out. But, oh my god. Yeah, I don't you know, I don't really know. I mean, um I mean if you looked at anything on WAG, you know that I, I wasn't an athlete growing up. The fact that I am such a gym rat now is surprising <laughs> to me. I fell in love with the gym at forty eight years old. Oh um, wow. I never played a sport. Yeah, I never played a sport. Um, I just didn't do any of those things. So um, the fact that I—I I mean, my 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 goal when I was growing up was to hit ninth grade because after ninth grade you didn't have to take PE anymore, and it was like <laughs> the worst <laughs> hour of my day. Wow. I remember PE. that. yeah so you know the fact that i owned a crossfit box was part honor of a crossfit box at one point the fact that i spent three hours in the gym every day training and absolutely loving it um i've done pretty well in open qualifiers since i've you know focused on that so um it just you know it's just proof that you don't really know what you don't know and uh just get out there and try some stuff you know i don't one of my suggestions is i don't really care if it's CrossFit, if it's Zumba, whatever, find some activity that you love to do because then you'll keep doing it.
0: Yeah. That's it. Yep. Like, yeah, I love that. And that's something that we talk about in, or I guess like, I'm sure again, you'll talk about it too, but when you're trying to get people to do like some extra activity you know, or cardio quote unquote, cardio exercises, you got to find something that you enjoy doing, you can't just yes. loathe you know, th- this this hour of your day, like you have to find something that's going to get you moving and get you outside and, and keep you like, you know, excited to keep coming back. So uh, trying new stuff gets so tough as we get older, we just get more and more set in our ways and we get more and more uh, just uh, we're just we're just like, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Adverse. Complacent? Complacent yeah yeah uh, yeah we just we just don't okay. want to branch out and so it's really inspiring to hear that at the age of 48 you were like yeah like I'm really into this like let's go and you're and you're yeah. doing it and it's been a life changing things so that's really that's really cool that's really special.
2: It's definitely been life changing, even like leaving corporate America. I spent most of my life in corporate America. I gave them my life. I canceled vacations. I worked 60, 70 hours. And, you know, sometimes I think back and think, man, I could have done so much more and enjoyed so much more my life. But, you know, um, the whole, you know, CrossFit gave me the, that's the other thing. It gave me the confidence to move on and do something else that I really wanted to do. Um, and so it's you know it's all been good
0: that's great love it i mean that's a great i mean i think that's a great way to end the podcast if i'm being honest like you've shared you've shared yeah. like so many gems <laughs> yeah i mean for real you've shared so many excellent pieces of advice and just like your own personal story is really really inspiring and that's what that's what these are all about you know, we want to talk to inspiring people. And it just so happens that we work at a company that is full of them and you're no exception. So thank you so much for coming on today. It's it means a lot.
2: You're welcome. Yeah. It's a little more it's a little easier than what I thought it was
0: gonna be. <laughs> Good. I was gonna say, right? Not
1: as bad as you thought it was gonna be, right? <laughs>
2: as bad as a root canal (laughs) yeah
0: i was gonna say yeah pam was Mm. so nervous she said i'd rather get a root canal than do this and we're like oh i don't (laughs) hope hope you change your mind we're not that we're not that weird or mean or yeah Yeah. but um gang if you and now hopefully it's become
1: the easiest thing you've done today though sorry it
2: it it, it has been it has been cool been baking a little bit with my niece she's into that so cool been pretty
0: (laughs) cool well gang if you want to get your nutrition in check and sign up for one-on-one coaching with either with any of us with pam chris myself or anybody else uh that works for wag we have a staff full of uh awesome coaches and wonderful people uh please go to working against com uh backslash join and chris what can they do with the code if you Check out and join and select one of our programs,
1: either our Essentials program or our NCP, our nutrition coaching plus program that includes uh one video chat per month with your coach and then weekly check-ins plus a meal plan. What? Uh you can pop in the code inside WAG to get fifty dollars off your first month of either of those memberships. Uh so once again, inside WAG at workingagainstgravity.com slash join.
0: Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you next time.